We're going to continue in this session with a form of loving-kindness practice. There are many kinds. <clears throat> what Spring taught yesterday and what Sarah taught before about how we hold ourselves with kindness. Let that be the tone of our uh, mindfulness as we become more and more intimate with ourselves. And really going into the patterns of heart and mind and beginning to soften some places where our hearts are contracted or critical or shut down and see if we can encourage um, more beautiful aspects of heart and mind and learn to live with more beautiful aspects of heart and mind uh, as we go forward. And so there, are, uh, in our tradition, there are many really beautiful practices uh, to cultivate an open heart, a strong heart, a caring heart. What I want to guide us through today is a practice of forgiveness. And <clears throat> forgiveness ends up being a very important part of how we awaken. Because as we become more and more tender and more and more connected, as we see more clearly the, the patterns inside of ourselves, as we begin to understand how complex it is to be human, we both have more insight into how other people have behaved and how we've behaved in the past. And we can see things from a different perspective so that uh, supports the opening of understanding. The understanding uh, leads to compassion, and that is the basis for forgiveness. But also we can see that uh, our hearts, um, through being hurt in the past, have a pattern of being closed or defensive, or there's a certain boiling uh, pain inside, resentment, and we don't quite know how to let go of that resentment because we don't want to be um, vulnerable to other people's bad behavior. And so one pattern that's defensive that we, many of us carry is holding on to our resentments of how people have treated us in the past. And you can hold resentment to yourself. And resentment to yourself might come in the form of shame where you repeatedly remember something and have a contraction and it's hard to forgive yourself for things you've done in the past, hard to forgive others. And when that's difficult to feel, difficult to let your heart release its resentments, then that, that, uh, that pain or that pattern, that contraction, that defensiveness can carry on for a long time. I went to my <clears throat> 30th high school reunion and as I was walking towards the high school reunion, it suddenly occurred to me, uh, what, if, what if everybody's the same kind of asshole they were in high school? <laughs> like, I just flew across the country for this. Like, last time I checked in, this was a pretty dicey group. I mean, they had, they had some good moments. I had some friends, but really I want to see all of them. And I realized, wow, Temple, it's been 30 years. And God, you were a monk in Burma. Let it go. <laughs> but I was like, oh, that's just been dormant. All, you know, I sort of moved on. But when given the chance to walk back in and look everybody in the eye, this little defense is like, well, you know, what if I need to be defensive? And what if they say those things like they did? It's like, they won't. God, it's 30 years later. And luckily they didn't. <laughs> but I still had to like, contend with this like, pattern of heart. It wa doesn't want to get hurt. 
and it remembers who, who hurt. And so that's sort of an external sweeping. And it was good to actually walk in there and update all my files and everybody. And everybody was, you know, 30 years older and uh, wiser than they were in high school. And that helped teach me, again, this truth that uh, I was holding on to something and then put it in storage. And I never really had forgiven them. I just moved on. And actually to do the work of going, nope, you know, I actually go back there and actively forgive what happened, have it hold it with understanding, uh, a lot more perspective that I have now, that they have now. And then it's not stored somewhere to leap out at some other op- op- uh, new opportunity. It's actually not in storage anymore. So <clears throat> that, is a, is a, that frees my heart from having to even have that defensive pattern in storage. And we come into the forgiveness practice what you'll discover is there's, there's, a, there's a spectrum of people, um, usually people. Some we can forgive easily. And if we just didn't think about it, it's like, okay, yeah, I don't want to hold that resentment. That was small. I can let that one go. Some people are more in the middle. It takes a little more work. It's like, oh, that, that person hasn't apologized yet, and I don't feel so safe around them. And I'm not so sure I want to forgive that one. Like, that... That was kind of a mean thing that I said or they said. I'm still working on that. And then many people have somebody or buddies in their life where it's not time to forgive them. You're still working out what happened. If you go too quickly to forgiveness, you take the whole issue and you kind of put it under the covers. You put it under the rug. It's like, I forgive you. If If it's done too easily, chances are, you didn't really uh, use enough wisdom to go in there and understand what was happening because forgiveness gets you back in contact often with the pain, which is why their forgiveness is hard in some places. So it's not that you should then rush into your most difficult relationship, your most painful person, and try to wash them with forgiveness. It's, again, by invitation, courageous, steady invitation that we see where the heart can be free, where, what it can let go of today, what it's ready to kind of be unburdened by. So I'll guide a little bit in that, in some ways that it's supportive to approach forgiveness in a healthy way. Healthy forgiveness still allows you to have boundaries around people who are unskillful. Uh, you just don't need one of those boundaries to be a contraction. You can use other things like perspective and how much time do you want to spend with this person? Do you want to spend any time with this person? They may not be safe to be around, but you don't have to walk around with the burden of resentment. That burden of resentment is trying to protect you, but ends up being a little bit of poison in your heart to walk around with these things floating through your heart and mind that still bring up the resentment. And so we're, we're washing that away. We're freeing our heart from past fear, how people have treated us in the past, and things we've done in the past that we haven't forgiven ourselves for. So we have a lighter relationship to the past. We're not forgiving and forgetting. We're forgiving. We're not trying to forget anything. We're not trying to push something out. We don't want to obsess about things in the past. But we're not trying to forget everything. There's a lot we can learn from the past. So don't... don't, uh, 
attempt to forgive and forget as if it never happened, um, that probably doesn't happen. Our hearts remember, but they can remember with perspective. So one way, yeah, is it quick? Yeah. Yeah, you can forgive somebody who's passed away. Um, because it's really, the forgiveness is not is first and foremost about our own hearts and how we want to relate to past pain or past experiences. And then from there, you might actually go and meet somebody. If they're still alive, you might want to make an atonement. You might want to work something out. But the first thing we do is we're going into our own hearts and seeing where they're contracted around resentment, trying to be defensive and encouraging our hearts to try something else, like be open with perspective. And you don't need the resentment to be safe. Good question. One reflection that uh, I've used that's pretty much been universal is if you spend any time with newborn babies, um, everybody was that innocent at one point. And so by the time anybody got to the place where they were hurting you, chances are along the way, life got overwhelming for them and they developed unskillful habits. Either they developed them from people around them and they learned behavior of teasing or being mean or being short-tempered. They're being emotionally overwhelmed and they hit their boiling point and then they lashed out. But if you, if you take anybody back in time, you can usually find that as a child, they were quite innocent. And if you track them forward, anybody I've gotten to know over time, I can see the forces that created them. And so by the time they were older and then they caused harm, usually it was just unconsciousness or being overwhelmed um, on their part. And for that, I can kind of hold that person with understanding. We also want to be able to use forgiveness for ourselves. That we want to be able to make mistakes and not feel shame around that and not uh, be overly critical. We want to be able to critique ourselves, but not with that negative twist or that hating twist, that shaming twist. And so part of this forgiveness that I'll guide is also around forgiving ourselves and letting ourselves be human and letting ourselves make mistakes and learn from them. And by learning from them, grow and hopefully do better next time around. But to hold a lot of shame means we haven't really forgiven ourselves and allowed ourselves to be human. So let's find a posture that allows our bodies to be steady, relaxed, still. And see what comes to your own heart and mind. If I were to ask the question, have you ever hurt somebody? And just see if several or one example comes to mind. Somebody you might have teased when you're younger. Someone you might have been angry with more currently. someone whose trust you broke. Just 
Just see if a few examples come to mind. And any one of them you can start with in the forgiveness practice. See if you can remember some of the details of the event. And now apply some understanding with some hindsight. Can you see what was going on there? Can you see some of the forces within that might have led you to that action or that communication? And with better understanding, better perspective, and being a heart practice, you might put your own hand on your heart And we say a phrase, a kind of a long phrase. If I hurt you, knowingly or unknowingly, through speech or action, I ask for your forgiveness. If I hurt you, knowingly or unknowingly, speech or action, I ask for your forgiveness. We ask for forgiveness because we care about the relationship and we care about our impact in the world.
And you could stay with us if you wanted. Tenderly asking for forgiveness for a mistake you made, a harm that you caused. We can also turn our attention, sift through our memory, both recent and further past, and see what comes to your heart and your mind in ways that somebody hurt you. Through communication, through an action, things said in anger, things said crudely or meant to hurt. We also get hurt through betrayal or the ways people don't really show up for us. Times we were neglected. See what comes to your own heart and mind in terms of harm that others may have caused you. Begin applying some patience, some compassion, some understanding so that you can hold the memory with an open heart. If the pain is really too great, you might choose something else. But if you can stabilize your own compassion, understanding, And then you can repeat this phrase, if you hurt me, knowingly or unknowingly, you might say intentionally or unintentionally. Through words or actions, I offer you forgiveness. And again, we're just unburdening our own hearts from defensiveness, from resentments. See what it's like to offer forgiveness for the mistakes others have made towards us.
freeing your own heart of resentment, of contraction, of defensiveness. And you can stay with this one as well if you'd like. I turn, I invite us to turn in the third direction. And that's turning our own relationship towards ourselves in the way that we are often incredibly critical, harsh towards ourselves. We don't allow ourselves to make mistakes. And we often feel shame if we do. This is self-forgiveness, applying understanding and compassion, holding yourself with more perspective, allowing to be your human self, allowing mistakes, and offering yourself forgiveness. If I've harmed myself in any way, knowingly or unknowingly, through inner dialogue, things I've said, ways I've neglected myself or been cruel. I hold myself with forgiveness. I offer myself forgiveness. There again, you might scan through and see what comes to your heart and mind in terms of your own self-relationship. In any ways you might have caused yourself harm.
And you can stay with one event or slowly drift between many. Like keep guiding yourself back towards offering compassion and understanding and perspective. I offer myself forgiveness. If this, with this, we can come to more peace in relationship to the past, not carry the burdens of the past, hold the past with more perspective, more wisdom, more compassion. We can feel released from the past, more available for the present. And you can integrate this into your mindfulness practice as we go forward, turning our attention towards the present. You can walk with a spirit of easy forgiveness 
And when your attention is drawn back to some old harm, some old conflict, forgiveness might be how you meet that experience. Go a little deeper with understanding, with perspective, with compassion. See if we can invite those contracted places to open up a little. So let's do take this forward as we go into the dinner and into the evening. And apply this practice as much as you want, as much as you think is useful. <laughs> 